Masechet Kedushin, Daf Samechet. We're dealing with the Mishnah that had a few different categories of forbidden relations and the consequences for each of them. The third category is where Kedushin does not take effect um, with, with, with these two people, like in Adayot. Now we're trying to look for a proof. How do you know that Kedushin does not take effect in this category? To remind ourselves, there are actually four different categories of prohibited relations are going to come into play here. Uh, the most stringent one is uh, that's mitabide shamayim, and that would be like the example we saw yesterday of a, uh, a, a woman and her stepson. That's the most stringent. The next category is isure karet. That would be most of the alayot, uh, most uh, um, uh, forbidden relations because they're closely related. And after that is isure love, like a kohen to a divorcee or mamzer, and the uh, uh, less least stringent category is is prohibitions that come from a misvat aseh, like you said, the Torah says you're allowed to marry an Egyptian convert um, after three generations. So we infer from there that before three generations, it is prohibited. Um, so then that's the least category. So we're focusing mostly on the Isure Karet, and we want to know what's your source that for all Isure Karet, the marriage is, uh, the Kiddushin is not effective. We, are, we, we tried to learn it all from Achot Isha, uh, where it says, Visha Lachota Lotikach. Lotikach means not only that you're not allowed to get married, but it's impossible to get married um, if one is or was married to one woman. You're not allowed to marry her sister while the ex-wife is still alive. And uh, uh, so, or current wife, or it doesn't matter if they're currently married or they get divorced, um, as long as the sis- that w- w- one sister is alive, one cannot marry the other physically cannot it won't take it won't take effect even if you try to give a ring so we know that's true for achot isha we tried to learn the other um karet from by comparison to achot isha but we got stuck uh, because they are not comparable to eshet ish and eshet ach where those two cases it's possible that to to permit them there are cases when you can per- permit it by divorce or through ibum and so they're not there they may be more lenient uh, than a wife's sister and so we cannot learn those two and so that's where this uh, line of argumentation got stuck but now we're going to continue it with a better uh, in a better way and so Rabbi Onaz chidushes that in the paragraph about the Adayot in Vayikra Yudchet, uh, where it lists all of them, and then at the end it says all that uh, all, whoever does any of these abominations will get karet, and so it's comparing all of the things in this paragraph together. Uh, so that what applies to one, achot isha, where there is no uh, kiddushin is not effective, is true for all the other things on the list. And the other things on the list include um, eshet ish, eshet, uh, uh, eshet ish, eshet ach. And so that these that leniencies that they happen to have don't matter because we have this pasuk, the concluding pasuk, that says the same is true for all of them. Okay, good. So now we know that all these, all these isure karet, um, there is no Kiddushin that is effective. Hold on, within that list, it also says one is not allowed to be with a woman who is Nida, 
whether he's whether they're married or she's single, doesn't matter. Isur nida. Um, but we know that that, that, that that's not true. Um, if someone would sleep with a nida again, whether it's whether they're married or she's single, or someone sleeps with a sot his own wife while she's a, ma- a status of sota, and that uh, that um, uh, those relations result in a child, the child is not a mamzer. And yet, Nida is included in this list in Yudchet. So why not? But and according to Rabbi Yona, everything in the list should should have the the uh, marriage should not be effective. Uh, should not be effective. Uh, but marriage with a Nida is effective. Uh, in fact, sometimes um, if we we're not able to calculate the date of a marriage perfectly, uh, or just by surprise, it can happen that a bride is a nida, and then there's a big machloket about that. Do you push off the wedding? Do you keep the wedding? And you have a chupat nida. Um, so if you have a chupat nida, the marriage is still effective. It happens today sometimes. Um, so, but this is in the list. So how does Biyona account for that? Amar chizkia, amar kera, uti nidata alav afilu b'shat nidata. No, the pasuk regarding nida is an exception because it says utehi nidata alav utehi is a code word for uh, the marriage havaya that there is marriage. Um, so we learn that even if it's a time of when a woman is in a time of nida, if you do kiddushin, the kiddushin is valid. Kiddushin being valid, um, and uh, the kiddushin is valid, and the child is not a mamzer. Those go together, those two, right? If the if the when generally when there's no marriage possible, then the then the child that results is a mamzer. When the marriage is possible, then the, it is effective. Then the child is not a mamzer. Okay, so we see that nida is an exception, so we solve that problem. So now we have a question because now within that paragraph. Uh, in Vayikra um, Yudchet, we have two different laws that we can use as a paradigm. We can compare all of the laws either to Nida, where marriage works, or you can compare it to Achotisha, where marriage does not work. Why did you Why did you choose to compare it to Achotisha? So compare it instead to Nida, and then we'll see that in uh, all the rest of the laws in that paragraph, uh, the marriage is effective. And the answer is And when we have a choice, we could compare the laws to something that's lenient or something stringent. We follow the stringent uh, the stringency in this case would be that it's a very, you know, it's a, a very harsh law. The, the, the law of achot um, isha uh, is a stricter punishment, is a stricter law. So we're going to compare it to the strict one where marriage is not effective. All right. All that is one answer. It's an acceptable answer to the question of how do we know that in isure uh, adayot, the, the marriage is not effective. Okay. So that's one answer. We can learn it. From Achot Isha. Now we're going to have a second answer. Rav Aha Bar Yaakov Amar. Atya Bekav Achomri Mi Yivama. Ma Yivama Shi Belav. La Tavseh Ba Kiddushin. Chayve Mitot. Chayve Karet. Lo Kol Sheken. He says we can learn it from a Yivama. Regarding Yivama, it says, Lo Tiye Eshet Ame Eshet Hamet. Hachusa. If a man dies without children, so the widow cannot um, uh, marry outside. Lotihye. It says the word lotihye, which again is a code word that means no marriage. And we're learning it not only as a prohibition, 
but also as even a possibility. If she tries to go and do a marriage ceremony with someone else, it won't work. And now this is a kavachomer because the prohibition of a yevamah to marry an outsider is merely a lav, less than karet. And if in that, in an um, isur lav, kiddushin does not take effect, and chayave mitot and chayave keretot, the two levels above it, all the more so, kiddushin will not take effect. That seems like a good proof. But we ask, Wait, then you're going to apply the same thing to other Isure Lavin. Um, so, other other Chayve Lavin, like um, uh, most of the the prohibitions with of a Kohen, a Kohen marrying a divorcee, or a Kohen Gadol marrying an Almana, right? These are Isure Lav. But it, uh, we everybody knows that if you try to marry, not everybody, uh, mo- the majority opinion says that if you t- try to do these these marriages, they are effective. Um, so, but you were, if you just said that we're going to use the Yevama as a paradigm, that's in Yisurlav, so then you have to say that all Yisurlavin are prohibited. So the Papa says, no, we have another Pasuk that tells us, Chayave Lavin, marriage is effective. What is the Pasuk? When the Torah talks about the law of someone who has a two wives, um, or one is beloved and one is hated. What do you mean, love, love, beloved and hated? Hated by whom? By God? Does God like one person more than another? Everybody, God likes everybody equally. And so it's not talking in, in that sense. Now the Peshat is that the husband likes one and doesn't like the other, and he can't give double portion to the son of the beloved one. He has to give the double portion to the uh, to the first to the oldest to the firstborn. Okay, that's the context. Is that beloved by the husband? But this is a derasha. Uh, we say ela ahoba ahoba besnisu eha sinua sinua benisu eha. Rather, rather um, the ahoba means that the beloved because that's a proper marriage. Um, so yes, it's beloved in some sense by God. Not that God loves this person particular better, but loves the marriage. Um, where it's a permitted marriage. So we're talking about a guy who is married to two women. One is a permitted marriage and one is a prohibited marriage. And yet it says ki tiena. Again, tiena is, is, a, is a, a word that always means always marriage. And so you see that there are marriages that are forbidden Yet, it's possible to effectuate a marriage. And from here we learn that isure lavin, even though it's prohibited, Still, you can effectuate a marriage. And so the Yibum, the Yevama, going outside is an exception. But we know from here that other Isure Lav, uh, the, mar- the marriage is effective. Good. So, so far, so good from the majority opinions. But Rabbi Akiva disagrees. He's much more stringent when it comes to these things. And he says that even for a general, the Kiddushin is not effective. So what is he going to do with Kitayena? Why does he need this Pasuk about Kitayena? When could you have in the Sur Lav that w- where you would have an effective marriage, and he can answer about Manalakun Gadol Uch Rabbi Simai. The Amanatukun Gadol, according to Rabbi Simai's uh, interpretation of Rabbi Akiva, which we saw once before, um, is that this is effective. The Tanya Rabbi Simai Omer Min Hakol Hayad Rabbi Akiva Osem Amzer Chutz Manalakun Gadol Shere Amra Torah Lo Yichalel Chilulim Osem Ve'En Osem Amzerut. Rabbi Akiva would say any prohibited marriage creates a Mamzer. And mamze, creating a mamzer is comes along with there is no kiddushin, except for 
Almanato Kohen Gadol, because it says, don't do this so that you will not create a halal. Now, you'd only create a halal if they're married. So that's the problem, that you're going to create a halal, not that you're going to create mamzerim. And so we see from here that if a Kohen Gadol marries an almana, he will not create mamzerim, he will only create a halalim, and that means that the marriage is effective. If it wasn't effective, it would create a mamzer. So according to the Biakiva, the um the the pasuk regarding two a man who has two wives it can be referring to a kohen gadol okay this is a big stretch it's a big push to say this whole this whole law of a woman a, a man who has two wives one loved one hated the hated is only talking about a case of a kohen gadol to an almana that's the only possible prohibited marriage that it takes effect but that's what with that we could answer that that's what would be akiva would do with that pasuk all right that's good for the be semai however it will be a shabab damar bovini vo vinisvach al rabi al akiva ben yosef shaya omer kol she'en lo bi'ab yisrael havalad mamzer hanich al rabi shabab ila pokem rabi semai ka'ate shapir now what are we going to do with rabi shabab because he uh, disagrees with Rabbi Simai, and he says, "No, let's come and argue. Shout at Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Akiva, because he said any time that the there is no bi'ah that bi'ah is prohibited, the child will be a mamzer uh, across the board, uh, right? Even with uh, Amanan Kohen Gadol. So if Rabbi Yeshevav is only coming to argue against Rabbi Simai, then we could still uh, figure it out because uh, maybe in, in, in that interpretation, he's only saying uh, that according to Be'akiva, Almanal Kohen Gadol is prohibited, but um, a prohibition that comes from Misvat Aseh, still the Be'akiva would say is permitted. And so the, the Pasuk about a man and two women can be talking about a misfat ase. However, but if Rabbi Shabab was actually not responding directly to the Bisimai, but was saying a statement on his own, see a lot of times in Talmud, it'll bring two diff- two disparate statements of two different rabbis and put them together. Sometimes those two rabbis were speaking to each other. Sometimes they weren't speaking to each other and we're just collecting them in one. So if Rabbi Shabab was not responding to Rabbi Simai, he was just saying, we have to come and yell at Rabbi Akiva because he says any isurbi'ah that would include all isurim, all four categories, even the misfat, even hayaveh aseh. So then there is no case where you have a prohibited marriage that could that where them and the marriage is effectuated so how is what is he going to do with the case of a man who has two was married to two women who would be the hated woman in that case and the answer is See, he has a, he's not allowed to marry a, a divorcee like any others, and he has a, can't marry an almana. Also, there's a misfat aseh, he has to marry a betula. If he marries someone, she's not necessarily an almana, she's not an almana, she's, but she's a beula, she's not a betula. Uh, so that is a chaya, chaya, one of the chayave aseh. And in that case, even according to Rabbi Shabab, Rabbi Akiva would agree that the marriage is effective. How do you know? Because this is a misfat aseh that applies only to a Kohen Gadol and not anyone else, and therefore it's less stringent. And so we solve that problem even according to the Rabbi Shabab's expanded interpretation of Rabbi Akiva. So everything's good. Now, Back to the banan. 
about whom we asked, you have a paradigm from a Yevamah who cannot marry anybody else and a Surlav and therefore um, uh, other, uh, and, 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 and the Kiddushin does not take effect. We asked, well, why don't you apply that to every other Isur Lav for Rabbanan? But for Rabbanan, that's not true. And so he says, oh, we'll learn from the Kitian Ali'ish, uh, Shetan that over there, that's a prohibition, a Lav prohibition, and uh, the Kiddushin works. Wait, how do you know that that is talking about a, a Lav prohibition? Maybe it's talking about Hayabe'aseh. We, we have a, a, a lower case that we can apply that to, and you don't have to assume it's a love, and so therefore you have no proof. So what are you going to do with a banana? Why not just say it, that that pasuk is talking about And their answer is, that They're reading that if a man has two wives, if it says two wives, they have to be the same have the same they, they have to have the same level of prohibition so now what are we talking about if um both of them are mitzriot well then they're both sinuot they're both hated but the Torah says one loved and one hated. So, But if one is Egyptian and one is Israelite, so one is prohibited and one is permitted, but Shetan Hashim says they have to be the same, meaning they have to be from the same nation, and this would not be from the same nation. And if you want to say it only applies to a Gadol, like Rabbi Akiva said, according to Rabbi Yeshebab, it doesn't say, it says, so it has to apply to any case. And therefore, um, it, we, it can't be talking about a chayave, one of the chayave ase, because there's no chayuv ase that would apply that. You have two women where one is permitted and one is prohibited, and they are from the same nation. Therefore, it has to be talking about um, uh, isure lav. Um, so that applies to other Jewish people that um, one would be, um, you know, let's say uh, Mamzer or, 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 or Kohen to a divorcee and one not. So they're from the same nation and one is permitted and one is prohibited. What is he going to answer to this last point that it doesn't say Kohen, it doesn't say Kohen, it says So Rabbi Akiva has no choice. Um, he has to leave the, the Pasuk in this difficult state. Um, and and uh, because it's difficult in and of itself. No, one, in other words, once you have all the presumptions that Rabbi Akiva has from elsewhere, that any isur lav, the um, it does not uh, any isur lav, and even hayave ase, the uh, marriage does not take effect. And now you have here a pasu, a, a case where sinua, uh, uh, where it does take effect. So he's forced to say, okay, I could find one minimal thing. That is talking about uh, that I can agree with, but he has no choice but to interpret this pasuk in a forced manner. Yerbi Akiva is forced, but Abanan are not forced to have such a, a dohak, and therefore they say that that pasuk is talking about generally, general isure lav, generally isure lav. The 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 um, there is no mamzed. The marriage is effective only isur isure karet and up. That's where the marriage is ineffective. Isulav, the only exception was uh, Yevama that marries outside.
We next move on to the last category in the Mishnah, any woman who cannot do Kiddushin with anybody uh, because she's not Jewish or she is a Shifcha Kena'anit. Um, in that case, the offspring follows the status of the mother. So let's see the sources for this. Shifcha Kena'anit Minilan, Amar Avuna, Amar Kedash, Shivulachem Po, Aim HaChamor, Am Hadome LaChamor. So first of all, how do you know that the Kiddushin is not effective? Uh, because the Pasukur and Akedat Yitzchak, Abraham uh, says, sit here with the donkeys. So that means, he says that to his slaves, um, they are similar to donkeys. We don't like to compare people to animals, but here it's in the sense that just like animals cannot get married, so too a Jew and non-Jew cannot uh, perform a marriage. Okay, this means that the Kiddushin does not work, but how do you know that the child, uh, that the child will follow the status of the mother, we learn this from the Pasuk, when you have an, uh, someone uh, owns an Eshifcha Kenanit and he also owns a, an Eved Ivri, he can uh, have the Eved Ivri produce children uh, for him with the Shifcha Kenanit. When the Eved Ivri goes free after six years, then the woman and her children stay with the master. So you see that regarding a Shifcha Kenanit, the children follow the mother and they are uh, they are uh, they will be um, Canaanite servants and they do not follow the father who is uh, Hebrew. Okay, so that solves the uh, uh, the questions for Shifcha Kenanit. Nochrit Menelan, how do you know? That Kiddushin does not work with a Jewish man and a non-Jewish woman. Do not marry them. Uh, now, this doesn't mean we're taking this to mean not only that one is not allowed to marry um, a non-Jewish woman, but also that the uh, marriage would not take effect. Now we know that the Kiddushin does not take effect. How do you know that if they do? Um, uh, if they do have relations and they have a child, that the child we will not be Jewish like the non-Jewish mother. It says you shall not give your daughter to his son because uh, if you do that, so you have a, this is your daughter, so that means it's a Jewish woman with a non-Jewish son, then if they have a son, if they have a son, that would be your grandchild, your grandchild will turn away from following me. So now it calls it your grandchild. So that this is your daughter who's Jewish, has a child, is called your child, meaning the child is Jewish, follows the mother. But if it was the other way around, if it was a Jewish man who married a, who had a child with a non-Jewish woman, then that would not be called your grandchild um, because it would follow the, its mother, uh, which in that case is not Jewish. So Avina says, oh, we can see from here that your grandchild from your daughter, uh, uh, who is with a non-Jew, is called your grandchild uh, because the mother is Jewish. Now we ask, who makes this conclusion, what would he say about a non-Jewish man or a or an Eved Kena'ani that has a child with a Bat Israel with a regular Jewish woman? Would that child be a Mamzer? The question is as follows. 
if a if if there's some uh, um, uh, uh, child that is not Jewish, right? Like the other way around, if the mother is not Jewish, now um, and then then the child will not be Jewish. Well, a non-Jewish child cannot be a mamzer. A mamzer, the category of mamzer, only applies to Jews, not to non-Jews. So that's fine. The Mishnah was talking about a case where the mother was Jewish, and so the the mother was not Jewish, and therefore the child is not Jewish and not a mamzer. But what if it's the other way around, and the father is not Jewish, but the mother is Jewish? In which case you you just said that the child is Jewish. Since this child is Jewish, but is the result of a prohibited relation um, and a, a prohibited relation that in, in which the marriage does not take effect, so then the child should be a mamzed. You can apply a mamzed to this, in this case, to the child because the child is Jewish. So we should follow the general rule that was in the third category of the Mishnah that anytime the marriage does not take effect and they have a child, and the, and the child is Jewish, then the child should be a mamzer. Would you say that? And we say no. No, even though the child is not totally kosher, but not a mamzer, but rather it's called pasul. What will be the result of being pasul? Talmud Yerushalmi says that that child would not be able to marry a kohen. And there's lots of discussion about that. Um, so that, but otherwise, um, the the uh, w- otherwise that child is fine. And lahalacha, we don't follow that Yerushalmi. And so the child of a Jewish woman with a non-Jewish man is considered Jewish and can marry other Jews. Okay, fine. Now you brought that pasuk from Devarim that says uh, they, the, the grandchild, your, grand, your grandchild, um, that has to do with the um, seven nations. Uh, so if there's a, a child from, and the man is, with, is, is one of the seven nations, then that will result. And those are stringent because those are people that are going to, to lead your grandchild astray. So I know that this is true in that case. But how about Sha'arumot Umot Minelan? What about other nations? How, and is that, is that also true? That if there's a, if, um, a marriage between someone from another nation and a Jew, also the marriage would not be good and the child follows the mom? Yes, it does apply because even though the, the, in Devarim it talks about the seven nations, it gives a reason. And the reason is because that if the father is Jewish and the mother is not Jewish, uh, then this is not allowed because the non-Jewish parent will turn away the child. So it gives a reason. And so since uh, the reason, anytime the reason applies, and it would apply even if it's not one of the seven nations, and back then, pretty much all the nations were idolatrous. And therefore, even if it's in some... Um, some nation that's outside the land of Israel, it will still have the problem that the non-Jewish parent will turn the child away from God and therefore would equally be prohibited. Now that expansion makes sense is according to the Bishimon because he says that we expound the reason of the commandment. Here it gives a reason and he, the Bishimon says we can uh, use the reason of the commandment in order to uh, um, uh, apply which cases it, uh, in order to figure out which cases it applies to. And so he says the reason is not just an add-on like, oh, this happens to be the reason, but the reason can help us define the scope of it. And so anytime that this nation that's going to be pagan and going to lead your child astray, there the prohibition uh, applies to marry out and therefore uh, all the consequences are also the same that the marriage is not good and the child follows the mother. That's good for the Bishimon. But Abanan say, when the Torah gives a reason, you cannot 
um, use that reason to help you define the uh, scope of the prohibition. So then what are they going to do? Regarding a captive woman, right? This is after you do this whole process, then uh, she can uh, be with you and uh, and you can be her husband. Uh, so you see that only after you do this all, the whole 30-day ceremony um, with her, then you can marry her. But before that, you cannot marry her. And this applies to all uh, nations, um, uh, all outside nations. So you see that Kiddushin does not work between any Jew and, and a Jew and any non-Jew. Now we see that Kiddushin won't work unless you go through that process. How do you know that if there is a child, that the child will follow the mother? From the back to the pasuk of a man has two wives, one beloved and one uh, hated, meaning a prohibited marriage. So we see that only when the marriage is effective, kitiena, that's when the the child will be yours. And of the fathers, right? Because in Ish, who has two wives. However, if there's no marriage possible, like when a man marries non-Jews, and we already established that a man who tries to marry non-Jew, the Kiddushin is not effective, so then that's not, we don't call that law, and he has children, because the children that he has with those, those non-Jewish wives are not his. They belong to them. And that's how we know that uh, a, a man that marries a non-Jewish woman, the children follow the follow the woman, and that applies to uh, all non-Jewish nations. Now, once you have this uh, this derivation, we could apply it back to Shivcha Kenanit. See, we had a derivation before about Shivcha Kenanit, but actually, we could derive the same thing here. That in the Shivcha Kenanit also, there's no Habaya, there's no possibility of marriage, so then the children should follow the Shivcha Kenanit. So I can derive that from here. Here. Yes, we so in fact you're right, we can. In that case, why do you need the Pasuk that we originally brought to teach me that the children of Shifra need follow the mother? Uh, the Pasuk regarding um, a Hebrew slave that has a child with a Ev that the children will be with her, with uh, will stay with her, with the master. So why do I need that Pasuk? That Pasuk is actually gonna teach us something else. Uh, in this following if someone says he owns a shivcha and she has children and he says you go free but your children stay with me as slaves so according to the biose it doesn't work the child has the same slave status as the mother and if he frees the mother the children go with her which is quite nice that the, the family should stick together and you can't just free the slave and she goes free and then loses her children Hachamim say it is possible for a guy for the master to free the mother and the children will remain slaves. 
as it says, the mother and the children will be the will be the owners. We ask, my tamuda. Wait, has this pasuk um, explained chachamim? Actually, seems to be the opposite. They're to get they're together. Rava says yes, indeed. The pasuk is not explaining the source for chachamim, but rather the source for the biyoseh galili um, that the mother and the child together will be the masters. They only will belong continue to belong to the masters if they are all together under the master. If the master frees the mother, then the children will go free as well. So we need this pasuk not to teach us the law that the children of Shifcha Kananit follows the mother, because we already know that from Kitiyena. Instead, this pasuk teaches us the law of Rabbi Yoseh HaGalili. Baruch Adonai Amen v'Amen.